and welcome to In Conversation With, a podcast from the Lancet Regional Health Americas. It's July 2023, and I'm Elisa Pocou. This month, I'm delighted to be joined by Dr. Stephanie Strathdee, Associate Dean of Global Health Sciences, and Harold Simon, Distinguished Professor in the Department of Medicine at the University of California, San Diego School of Medicine, and Dr. Davi Goodman-Mesa, Assistant Professor in the Division of Infectious Diseases at UCLA, originally from Mexico before immigrating to the United States. Today, we will be discussing about two articles we published on the opioid crisis in Mexico. So, Davi, to set up a little bit on the background, could you describe the burden of opioids in Mexico? How is the current situation there? Thank you, Elisa. Um, so, so Mexico has been longstanding over a century, a country that has produced and transported opioids, uh, namely black tar heroin. And, and this trade has devastated the country with, with the death count, probably similar to that of the overdose epidemic in the United States. And in reality, opioid use, both prescription opioids and illicit opioids like fentanyl and heroin, ha has been low compared to other countries like the United States and Canada. However, we know that there are some areas, especially along the U.S.-Mexico border, where illicit opioid use is common. Previously, it was mainly black tar heroin, but now the market has definitely shifted to fentanyl use. I see. This problem has been occurring in other places in the Americas region, for example, in Brazil, that fentanyl is a growing issue. So, Stephanie, in your commentary, you talk about the shutting down of methadone manufacturing plants. What is the immediate solution to the closure of these plants in Mexico? Well, in fact, there's only one methadone manufacturing plant in all of Mexico. Uh, methadone has been in uh, a very short supply um, across the country, but when the federal government shut down this manufacturing plant. It meant that all methadone, you know, production came to a halt. This uh, company, Psychopharma, which is located in the center of the country, also produced psychiatric medications. So uh, people who with psychiatric conditions who were receiving those medications were similarly affected. However, the government has released over 10 million boxes of, of psychiatric medications to enable people that need those medicines to obtain them again. However, the similar release of, of methadone has not occurred. So in Tijuana, where I've been conducting research with my Mexican colleagues for decades, we've seen that people on methadone are no longer able to get it and are deeply, deeply affected. This is a really bad situation there. So Davi, in Mexico, there is the overdose crisis, all reported by the government. Could you talk about this crisis, possible solutions? Yeah, so, so when fentanyl comes into a market, we know that overdoses skyrocket. We have seen this across every geographic area in the United States and Canada where fentanyl has entered. Now in Mexico, we know that there's fentanyl but the official tally of overdoses are in the hundreds of cases. And this is in comparison to the United States, which is 
over 100,000 cases. And, and for an example, in 2019, the Mexican government reported 11 opioid-related overdoses, 11. So, so for a country of over 120 million people and where we know and have documented that fentanyl is being used, this is just surprisingly low. And, and a big problem is that overdose deaths are just not captured in, in national mortality data. And, and this is likely due to the lack of reagents and kits to test for fentanyl and, and due to the backlog of cases at the local coroner's offices that collect this data that then make it into the official statistics. So, so one solution is, of course, well, let's provide the necessary testing agents at the coroner's offices so that any suspected case of an overdose can actually be investigated and can ma make it into the, the official reports. But then I, I think the other is a kind of more grassroots solution is that for local community organizations that work in this space, work in health or work in harm reduction to capture this data themselves so that these deaths don't go unaccounted for. And, and we, we know at least a rough estimate of how many people are dying so we can provide solutions. This is a huge problem because the government is not reporting these deaths, so it should have a way to ha to pay tribute also to these people that are deceased so and have overdosed so they have to they need to be accounted for in a certain way right yes of course i mean the, we we need to honor their deaths just as human beings who have died of, of of something like any other cause of death but the obscuring actual numbers make it seem like there's not a problem to the point where the president of the country has gone on to public addresses saying that fentanyl isn't even used in, in Mexico and that it's not a problem in Mexico and that it's a problem of, of the United States. And, and so th that is very terrifying because when they start allocating funds for different services, there's not going to be any funds to combat an overdose problem in Mexico. Oh, this is really terrifying because they are actually just uncovering this whole big issue that it's happening right now. So going back to the methadone production, Stephanie, what would be the consequences for those people receiving medication for treating opioid use disorder? Well, methadone is actually an essential medicine uh, designated by the World Health Organization. It's a medication for opioid use disorder, and it blocks the receptor uh, for opioids when given in appropriate doses. And so if someone is receiving methadone and then all of a sudden they're cut off, they automatically go into withdrawal. And that withdrawal is terrible. In fact, many people who use drugs are more afraid of the withdrawal than they are of anything else. It's more than just flu-like symptoms. It just is a, 
it's a terrible situation. So that's exactly what is happening, unfortunately. And when people go into withdrawal, they are hopefully able to receive medications to help with withdrawal symptoms. Those medications are also in short supply and their cost has gone up exponentially. So we're hearing many reports from the street of people going and turning to the black market to buy medications to ease their withdrawal symptoms. Now, of course, if they relapse into opioid use, it's going to be even a worse situation because um, their tolerance to opioids will have reduced as a result of being on methadone. So if they go and use the same dose that they were using before, they're they're more likely to have an an overdose, um, which could be fatal. And as David just mentioned, with the infiltration of fentanyl, in Mexico and surrounding regions, and people don't know what they're using, and if fentanyl is contaminating their drug supply, that is another reason why they may experience a fatal overdose. So it's a double whammy, and it's um, it's really concerning because this is a population that does not have a voice, and it's one of the reasons that we chose to speak up on their behalf. Yes. This is very terrifying because you not only have the overdose crisis that is um, reported by the government, but you also have those people that are experiencing the lack of medication and going to this loop of not having the medication and then going back to the opioids once again, and then having the issue of uh, getting an overdose. So it's it's a huge issue that that not many people are aware of that are outside of Mexico. So this is really important for us to address for and to denounce because it's a huge public health problem. So for my last question for you both, what would be the main takeover messenger message of both of your papers? Yeah, so, so for us, we outline uh, a, a set of problems that we see related to drug use and its treatment as a public health issue in, in Mexico, which include the lack of accurate surveillance, the lack of a treatment infrastructure, a lack of funding a harm reduction infrastructure, and a mass media campaign that is just stigmatizing and just counteracting what we know from years of evidence around media campaigns around drug use, that stigmatizing drug use really doesn't work and probably promotes more drug use. <laughs> and so I think for us, Mexico is really at this crossroads where there is this increase in fentanyl and there is this lack of treatment in the country, I I think the country can pivot to a point to change all of this and and come back stronger and and, and come back with a lot of different solutions that we outline in in our paper. That's where I think we kind of lay lay the, the, the topic out. And you, Stephanie? Well, I think it's important to realize that um, there are other um, alternatives to methadone maintenance for people who are addicted to opioids, and one of those is buprenorphine, 
which is another essential medicine uh, designated by the World Health Organization. Unfortunately, in Mexico, buprenorphine is only reserved for pain medication. And if it was expanded and made more available to people who are addicted to opioids, then that could help fill the gap while um, we're waiting for the methadone manufacturing quality control issues to be resolved by the federal government. There's also other medications like hydromorphone. And also when people are overdosing, there is an opioid reversal, an opioid overdose reversal drug called naloxone. And that's widely available in the United States now, and it's not available in Mexico. And again, unfortunately, the Mexican president has said that there's no use for naloxone because there's so few people addicted to opioids, which is patently false. Um, And so we need to work to change um, the minds of uh, policymakers in Mexico. The way to do that is with data. And that is why studies like the one that uh, I'm engaged in, funded by the National Institute on Drug Abuse, is so important because it's a binational study that is making these data available. And we're going to make sure that these deaths um, were not in vain. Yes, that's very, uh, very important to to be said that there are solutions and that the government needs to be to focus on these solutions and focus on science and data and do something about the current situation there. So you can read to Dr. Strathy and Dr. Goodman Mesa research online now as part of a special issue on opioid crisis in the Americas. The articles are available open access at our main webpage. Thank you to Dr. Strathy and Dr. David Goodman Massa, and thank you for listening to this episode of In Conversation With. Remember, you can subscribe to In Conversation With the Lancet Regional Health wherever you usually get your podcasts. <laughs>